Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, September 16th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Cosmos Spaces, IBC Gang Late Night Lounge, hosted by Lil Gaines. Let's take a listen. Welcome, welcome to the IBC Gang Late Night Lounge. Welcome, welcome. Marty, yeah, let's test out your, your soundboard that you got. Yeah, I'm going to test it out tonight for sure. How's it going, everyone? Yeah, yeah. Hey, did you do that on a on a laptop or how are you how are you using that soundboard? You can only use it when you're a speaker. Really? I, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of different options here. It's interesting. I'll play is around that, with it, have some is fun. Is it an app or what? No, it's built into Twitter here. It's like the little magic wand there for speakers at the bottom. It makes sense that listeners can't have the option to use the soundboard because they'd probably just spam it throughout the <clears throat> Wait a minute. I'm not seeing that little setting for me. <laughs> Different things. That's the first time I've seen that. I mean, it's, it's not funny. even showing up for me. Yeah. They, they, could, be, they could be A-B testing the feature. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll send you a screenshot. <clears throat> yeah send me a quick little screenshot so i can check it out that's pretty funny i thought you were doing it from like another device because it sounds pretty pretty good yeah no I, I think it's awesome i'm uh i think it's a new feature i just noticed it like a week or so ago but uh yeah there's like about 20 different sound clips here <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, they even got a part one, no way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's hilarious. We're just we're just hanging out up here, guys. If you guys want to come up and chat and talk and have a beer with us, come up to the stage. Just send a request to speak. We were talking earlier, Marty and Zach, about um <laughs> <laughs> about how uh crypto uh companies like sponsor sports and whatnot and he and i think zach mentioned the formula one racing uh teams and how they get sponsored i, I was shocked when he said a hundred million dollars to get sponsored dude that's a bunch of coin really you said a hundred million i think i think it's someone verify this on the internet but i think it was uh, like crypto.com it was close to 100 mil with ufc and then same with formula one wow wow give me a beer marty what are you guys drinking over there what kind of beer uh i prefer biscoca detour and marty's got corotas oof i can't drink corotas no more do they give me a headache every time i drink those damn things yeah they're gross <laughs> they, yeah they are pretty gross 
You got to check out this guy. If any, anyone listening is into small engine repair, there's a YouTube channel, Steve's Small Engine Saloon. He starts each episode with, like, it's like a little episode. It might be a four-minute or a ten-minute episode on, like, a repair or a maintenance item or some tip. And so, so he starts, he's like, today, every, every episode, it's a different beer. And he's like, this is about a half beer project. This is a two beer project. <laughs> <laughs> he measures he measures the amount of work in beers, huh? <laughs> Basically, how much time it's going to take you, right? Do you like tinkering around with engines and stuff like that? Do you like mechanic? Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's annoying when shit breaks down, but and you got to run to the store for like a $2 spark plug yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or a pull cord, you know, this is a piece of rope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm also cracking one open, but I'm just drinking a twisted tea. I'm a big fan of tea. I drink tea all day at work. So with a little bit of alcohol, what kind of tea? I, I like drinking lemon, lemon ginger tea. That's one of my favorites with a little bit of honey. But right now I'm drinking a twisty. Yeah. I'll drink anything at work if they let me. Oh no. <laughs> I don't drink at work. I drink normal on al- yeah, non-alcoholic tea at work. I wish, bro. Just a little beer here and there. <laughs> Where's that sound, Marty? Boo. Here, let me find it. One sec. Oh, no, oh, that that's, one's, a, that's that way one off. really loud. <laughs> Can you imagine having a little flask in your desk as a teacher? Gosh, that would be horrible. A little what, Olmstead? Like a little flask bottle. Oh, yeah, a little flask. I'm know, sure. like the, the real cheap sure vodka, like here. the plastic bottle of it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I would be very, very... Very scared to drink at my work, bro. We make airplane parts, so <laughs> this, that would be like the teacher of um, the trailer park kids. <laughs> you know, which one's the teacher? Oh, I can't remember. Like you know, if you had a teacher having um, plastic, like cheap plastic bottle of liquor in the desk. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, when I was in school, there was a teacher who was rumored to be drinking at work. And um, I went to a 20-year reunion a couple years ago, and a kid, my classmates, told me that um, the teacher that we all thought was drunk all the time actually followed him home to his house to fight him in his driveway. <laughs> the teacher just hated the kid no that way. much, and he was drunk at all the time. No way. It's more common than you would think, eh? Yeah, I had an alcoholic teacher back in high school. His nose was always red. <laughs> <laughs> what does that have to do with being alcoholic? <laughs> that's uh that's a symptom, I think. Yeah, flush. Gosh. I got some of those people at work, man. I feel bad for them. <clears throat> Even at the the overnight shift? No, when I used to work second shift, man, there was a there was a few people like that, bro. You could definitely tell they're alcoholics. Just the way they talk. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to go home and pick up a case. Just chill on the couch. I'm like, bro, a fucking case? Really? On a work, like a work week, dude? Dude, maybe, maybe a beer. Maybe a beer, one beer or two max. 
when I'm having like a stressful day. Who knows? But a case, dude. <laughs> no, no. Nope. Got to go meet some drywallers, man. The, the, the case of beer every night, no problem. <laughs> that's that's like or any contractor, like roofers, <laughs> roofers and drywallers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much He's the whole trade. The cores light every night. <laughs> hey, worker B, what's up? What up? What up? You guys are making me laugh over here. <laughs> yeah yeah we're chilling dude we're just chilling having fun you going to cosmoverse or what no no i was in uh texas and uh this time just chilling back focusing on work yeah yeah it can it can get kind of draining huh just being out there with a ton of people especially you because you fucking are like right at the booth the entire time right oh dude i didn't leave out. yeah i was literally like oh yeah i'll go, I'll go check out that booth and check out this and that and uh, I was there for like the whole entire time in my booth, just talking to people. Yeah, yeah. How many days? Uh, I did three days of that. Three days. Oh my god, bro! <laughs> you know what though? I I uh, I do good with that. It's not really an issue for me. What really gets me is uh, whenever I sit down on a plane, I'm all confident until that thing's taken off, and then I'm like, "Dear Lord of God, <laughs> don't let this plane crash." <laughs> I've had so many of those, dude. I have so many of those um, situations where I feel like the plane is gonna fucking just explode. Just, dude. Some, just some, some pilots are horrible at like taking off and landing. You know, statistically, man, it's like you're just playing odds. You know, even though it might not be your plane, it happens every day. Uh, but it's so cool flying. I do like flying. I think it's cool. Yeah, same here. It's a car in the freaking cool. sky. It's sick. It's sick. Have you been across the country yet? Uh, when I was younger, my dad actually got his pilot's license and uh, he went in on a plane with like four other dudes. So when I was younger, dude, we used to, we used to try to fly to different states and then like take a family vacation. Get out of here. Yeah. That's sick, dude. Yeah. Would you consider getting yourself a pilot's license or you're not into it? Um. I mean, if, if it came across my lifestyle, I'd be like, yeah, you know, I'll go for it. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't think I'll, I'll find myself dedicating the time to, to actually learn that though. Plus it's expensive. And like, even just to rent a plane, dude, it's, it's so expensive. <laughs> like it is, it we is got not a pilot cheap. In the house right now. What's up? We got a pilot in the house right now. Zach is a pilot. Oh yeah. How long have you been flying? Uh, we haven't flown recently, but because it's expensive and it's a lot of responsibility, like <laughs> checking the weather and all this shit, and yeah, flight plans and all that. But uh, 2016, I think I got my license. You oh, can, nice, you nice. Can, you can do it. Like if you dedicate yourself to it, you can do it in two to three months. Yeah, actually, I just watched a uh, YouTube short. I guess this guy took like two months, busted his ass off, figured out how to fly, and then took him and his best friend on the plane, and he put on this like, uh, what do they call his pranks? He put on a prank for his buddy, where he acted like he was getting impatient, and so he jumped in the front of the plane, and he started it, and he's like, you know what? I'm just going to go. And he, he took off with his buddy in, in the plane, and then landed, and his friend was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and then he's like, I got to tell you something. I've been practicing. Uh, I think I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, hysterical. Zach, how how far are you allowed to fly a, a plane? Like, like now that you have your 
your license. Anywhere. 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 How high? There's got to be different criteria, right? Like on what size engine and yeah, how far, how high. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the first, your first license is uh, single engine land, so like only wheels, and only during the day. That's like your V one, and then you get like your night rating. So then you're allowed to fly at night, and all these are in like clear, basically clear sky conditions. And then you can like progress and get your is like I don't have my night rating or instrument rating. Instrument rating, then you can fly in clouds. So that gives you like a lot of opportunities. But yeah, no, I could like, I could go in tomorrow, get recertified because I haven't flown a lot so long. And then, and then hop on a plane and file a flight plan and hop on a plane to America, you know, rent a plane, fly down south. Like, wow. You know, like I've met pilots. What are you in Canada? Like, way down to like the bottom of South America. And they just land every few hours at a small little airport, fuel up, and get on their way and figure out where they're sleeping. Wow, that's so sick. Uh, uh, yeah, Worker B, yeah, he asked if you were in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, my dad had a small one. Uh, he had his instruments license, so we were able to fly. He used to nice. tell me a story, though, because I was young. And uh, I guess some, some dad pushed his daughter to become a pilot. So she was like 15. She had her pilot's license. And when she got her instrument license, um, she didn't want to go through the storm, but the dad was like, no, you can do it, do it, you can do it. So she took off, started going through the clouds, and then the storm just fucked her up and actually killed her. Fuck. Yeah. So uh, he's like, I I mean, I remember when I was little, I was like, kind of like, yo, I want to fly. He's like, yeah, sure, you can. And then he told me that story, and then I was just kind of like sitting in the back, like, maybe I don't want to fly. (laughs) Well, there's definitely a lot of, like, the being a pilot is a, it attracts people that can, the the type of personality that tends to be more reckless than the average. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right. Because you got to have some balls to hop in there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of pilots have the attitude, like, you know, I know better and like, weather's not that bad. I can handle it. Oh, man. Long move. And they end up dead. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, dude. Uh, man, there was an accident that happened uh, a little over a year ago here where I live. And it was um, a smaller airplane. There was five passengers on board. And just because they were overweight by 300 pounds, it ended up crashing and killed four out of the five people. But the, the fifth person was in like super critical condition, like broken everything. Damn. Super sad, dude. Super sad. Yeah, it, yeah, it worked for us. When we were little, uh, we had just a small six-seater. And so between me, my brother, and my sister, I mean, we were tiny. We weighed nothing. But once we once we became teenagers, yeah, we couldn't even afford the weight. Damn. That's lucky, though, man. Being able to fly like that with your fans, that's sick. How far did you guys go, typically? Um, actually, most of the time, my grandma lived. I'm on the north side of America. My grandma's on the south side of America. And so most of the time, it was just flying to go visit her. Wow. Yeah. Helicopters, though. Have you, have, has anybody been on a helicopter? I have yet to be on a helicopter. I have not. No, no. Be, no way. No way. No, no, no to helicopters? Why not? Hell no. I'd rather be in a hot air balloon. 
Dude, oh, that actually sounds like no. a good time too. <laughs> like by myself, a little cooler. <laughs> I, I would like the hot air balloon. It just seems like uh, seems like if you crash, you have to you pretty much have to land on the bottom of the basket, right? Is there any other way to crash in a hot air balloon? Oh, definitely. If some fucking big ass fucking uh, goose hits your hits your balloon, <laughs> power <laughs> lines, man, the wind takes you into power lines. Ooh. Or some or some effed up helicopter spins out of control and hits you. Yo, but I think you're right. Like the hot air balloon is definitely sounds safer on. It looks like something a kid could operate. So it looks so fun. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think it's harder because you have like no controls. You know, you're just either doing you got to or the not. Yeah. It, it looked really hard in the Wizard of Oz, but every other time I've seen a hot air balloon, it just looks like a smooth takeoff, smooth landing, easy ride. Yeah. Give yourself like a little yeah, fan. Like, oh shit, I'm going the wrong way. <laughs> Pulling yourself the other way. Oh, dude, you imagine if you're in a hot air balloon, a fucking drone just starts getting closer and closer to you to film you, and then it hits your balloon. Oh my God, that'd be scary. Has anyone ever gone skydiving? I did that. Yeah, you got to sit down and sign a contract. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I might fucking die doing this. You just got to like once. own it. You did it once? Um, Yeah, just once. That and then ziplining. Ziplining was kind of a similar experience. I went ziplining no, through no. Uh, the mountains in Colorado. When, when you're up there, right, Worker B? And you're obviously with somebody. You're strapped to somebody, right? Your first time. Yeah, I did. Yes. All right. So when you're up there, you're looking down. You're looking down. I don't know how many feet up in there. How many feet? How many feet up are you? Um, I believe Over. we were sixteen thousand, and then the parachutes went off at ten thousand. I could be way off in those numbers. It might be sixteen hundred. No, 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 no. You're right on those numbers. Sixteen thousand. Yeah, we sixteen hundred. So you're not jumping out of a plant at sixteen hundred feet. No, no. no. I was like, I'm either way you're off. Or... Out of a <laughs> yeah, so sixteen thousand, and then the parachute goes off at ten. So, so when you're up there, right, um, and you're looking down, who's the one that like just launches you launches off the plane first? Is it the person that's you know uh, strapped to, you, or do you like decide? Okay, I'm jumping. Like when you guys reach the altitude, who's yeah the one that says okay, I'm jumping. Well, it, it depends on the person, um, because once you get on that plane, you sign a contract that you're you're not coming down with the plane. You are coming down through the parachute. So like for oh. yeah, for me, I was like made that commitment. I'm I jumped off. So I mean, the dude, we rocked it, jumped off. But like, if you ever see those videos where people are scared and they're screaming, I mean, the jumper will force you off and jump off. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when you're, once once that plane takes off, you're like no going back. I'm gonna you're committed. Jump off of, uh, you're committed. Yeah, hundred percent. Holy. Does it does it feel like a roller coaster when you jump off? You know that feeling that your like stomach goes up. Um, um, does that, does that, do you feel that, or since you're just like basically going down so fast, you just get used to it? Dude, I I don't feel anything of like roller coaster because that's like your your organs moving around and stuff. Um, yeah. But it is the most amazing feeling ever. It's like the most refreshing thing. Yeah, I honestly, um, you like look down at your like at one point when this is by the time the parachute comes off um because while you're actually falling you don't want to look down uh the oxygen's moving too fast past your face you'll pass out if you're looking down so you want to look you want to look forward so you can breathe oh, um man 
but yeah, so once once that parachute goes, I was looking down to land and it's just the craziest feeling to look down at your feet and just see the the planet, you know, 9,000 miles away. <laughs> it's like, like, you're like, damn, I'm just a fucking human on this planet. And I'm like, so insignificant. It's just such a refreshing feeling. We got hey, guys, on freak up here. Maybe he he's got an experience he'd like to share. Yeah, yeah. I was just um I'm in Australia here and yeah, I've skydived about six times and it's pretty pretty full on, man. I remember the last time I was jumping this there was this uh Asian guy, he wouldn't jump out, so as as he's like it's his turn, the squad, like the guy that was, you know, he was hooked on to is just throwing him out. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> he was holding you just on make it so much side. worse for yourself. <laughs> but yeah, it's there's nothing. I think when when I first jumped, I was I jumped like every month for the next five months after I was just hooked. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could see how I didn't. I was like, I'm pushing death. <laughs> I'm not doing it again. But you would yeah, do it again. It's an amazing feeling. Um, I I wouldn't go out of my way if if it really the cars aligned and stuff. You know, I might. How much is it to where whereabouts are you guys? What what country? Uh, I'm in America, in like the the middle, on like the. Where it's all flat. So what do they what do they charge you for a jump over over there? It's about I think it's about four hundred Aussie over here to jump. Um, it's been years, man. I was like in my early twenties. I I think it was like one fifty to two hundred when I did it. Right. That, yeah, that'd probably yeah, that'd work out about yeah three four hundred Aussie. And you can breathe. You can, yeah. you can breathe bro, yeah. when, when you're jumping, when, when you're already like jumping, you can breathe. I, I would feel like you, you're going yeah. so fast that it'd be hard to like get, you know, air. Oh, I well, kept my eyes open the whole time. Yeah, it's they not that bad. Gold. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just, you have to keep your face forward because then your nose can like capture the oxygen out of the air. Man, I don't know if I could do this, dudes. I don't know if I could do this. <laughs> thinking about it, just thinking about it, the, the adrenaline rush too. You probably get, oh man. I remember Bungie too. Uh, I had to sign the the contract papers, and so you have to like put an emergency number. And at the time, I was young, so I was like, my go to was my mom. So I started like starting to fill out my mom, and I'm like, wait a minute. If I fucking die, I can't have these guys call my mom. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta put my dad. You know, he can hear that conversation. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I don't know, dudes. I don't know if I could jump out of a plane like that. Uh, but that'd have to be like a bet. I'd have to lose a big ass major bet <laughs> to do it. <laughs> do you ever do oh, other like uh experience based stuff? Is there anything else you've done? As as crazy hey, as skydiving, you know, like <laughs> I, you know, there's like stuff out there that's like, you know what? It's an experience. Let me go for it. Give me a few to think. Give me a few to think. Because for me, even roller coasters, bro, I I don't even like roller coasters that much. So mm. I, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm, yeah, aerobatic flights are next level because that's that's just a roller coaster that you're in control of. 
Which one is that? Is that where you get the paraglider on your back? Uh, uh, no, it's just like an airplane that you can like do loops and spins and oh. barrel rolls and you know hammerheads like go straight oh, up. That's gonna be in the so much better than a roller coaster. Yeah, way better. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a ride over here in Australia called the Giant Drop at Movie World, and it's like I think it's like a kilometer or something up in the up in the air, and it takes like five seconds to get down to the ground. So it literally just dropped. I hate that stuff, to be honest. <laughs> Even though I've gone skydiving, I'm scared of heights too. <laughs> I, I would say, and this is nothing like crazy as skydiving because I don't think really nothing really compares as crazy as skydiving. But um, my friend has this thing called like a sand rail, and um, he's like, "Hey, have you ever been on one of these?" I was like, "No, it's my first time, so please take it easy." And on the first, the first ride, he goes over this hill called Test Hill, and it's huge. It's fucking, it's a huge sand dune. And I thought he was just gonna climb over it and just park so we can enjoy the view because it's it's super high up there. But instead, the dude launches it, and fucking, we we launch it, and on landing, it just it had such a hard impact. It like whiplashed my my neck around. I didn't get, <laughs> but that that was like. That was one hill, and then there was like three, three more after that that weren't as big, but kind of the same thing. And on every one, every single hill, he did the same thing over and over, just kept launching it and launching. And I was like, after I was done, I was like, dude, I thought you were gonna take it easy. And he said, uh, <laughs> he said, uh, uh, did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it. I, I just don't like roller coasters, and that was like almost as bad as a roller coaster. <laughs> But yeah, I don't think nothing really compares to skydiving, dude. I don't think so. Nah. That shit's crazy. Bungee jumping, skydiving, and gliding, like like you were talking, Cosmo, uh, Cosmos Freak. Like, those people that do yeah. gliding, the shit, whoa. Whoa, man. You oh, know what, though? I will yeah. tell you this. I think skydiving is safer than roller coasters. Get out of here. <laughs> I think so, because uh, when you go up there, like a good backpack has uh, two parachutes in it. So you have your, your main parachute, you have an emergency parachute, and then you also get a pressure switch. And so the pressure switch goes off at 10,000 feet. So if you're not pulling your parachute, like if you come out of the plane and get knocked unconscious, that yeah. pressure switch will launch either the main parachute or the backup parachute. Oh, that well, that makes sense to have a backup like that. But in case... Bro, the, one of the craziest things I've seen is like they'll even they'll even use a parachute, and if that one doesn't open, the next one comes out. But then that one starts like getting tied up. That's that right there is scary when they start like right. spinning shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you definitely have to like like I remember telling myself over and over, all right, if I start going through this, if something goes wrong, you know, and I'm I'm just falling to my death. Like, <laughs> just try to enjoy it. <laughs> just try to enjoy those last moments and just like hug the earth as you go. Yeah. Oh, Good talk. Good fucking talk. What's, uh, Adam doesn't know that it's, uh, it's a bear market, guys. No, it doesn't give a shit right now. Sixteen <laughs> forty is what I'm looking at on the chart. Sixteen forty. Yeah, I'm keeping a bit but, of an eye yeah. on it because I reckon I just want to see if it's going to create. There's a lot of resistance there. At, um, Same time for 
16, 16, 5, 4. So let me uh, turn off my mic real quick. What's everyone's thought on uh, Biddy's next move? Bitcoin. Did you say Bitcoin? Yeah. Well, what's everyone's thoughts on Bitcoin's next move? Push up. <sighs> Man, it's been it's been steady around like eighteen and twenty. You know. Hmm. Are you are you God, much of a trader? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't leverage just spot, spot, um, decent, decent amount spots. Um, tried leveraging, but it's too stressful. Uh, at least with a spot, you know, you got your stops. If it drops a little bit, you're not, you know, 1% is not 10%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where do you use uh, Binance. Binance. And then just Q, Q coin for my shit, my shit coin. Um, osmosis, just to trade, like, just to get liquidity or swap for some tokens. But Evmos has been saving me the last three months. I think I think Evmos has been saving a lot of people's portfolios. <laughs> it's, it's bear market, right? <laughs> oh, it was I'm just surprised. Game. Oh, I'm just surprised it's it's held up with with the like I put some. I was worried that the yeah. same thing was going to happen as it did with Sifchain because I put a decent amount of Sifchain probably about two three months ago when the PMT was going and it was sitting at thirteen cents, going sweet, and then just bang half a cent. So I was worried that something similar was going to happen with Evmos, but. I've got, I've got to give it to it, man. It, it's yeah. I don't. There must be some buyers coming in hard because for it to be holding the prices it's holding with the APY, it's nuts. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I was kind of expecting it to to have a drop, and yeah. it just has has yet to come. I was like, still looking at the price seriously. Still over two dollars. <laughs> I think it probably has some serious and pe- people scooping up like VCs and serious investors scooping it up because it's like that, that that's been worked on for like four years. Probably. Yeah, I okay. It's like, it started out as Ethermint, which was a bit, you know, it was in the cosmos repos way back in the day. It was like cosmos slash Ethermint. And various, oh. and there was really never anyone on, like, there was no team dedicated to working on it. It was like, it was like always a side project for everyone. And then, like, Broad. I think Interchain founded a, a team to, to bring it to market, but they didn't see it through. And then finally, the team that uh, saw it through got together and made it happen, right? They rebranded it. It was Ethermint mm. for the longest time. Right. Oh, thank, thanks for that, man. So, did, I, didn't know, I didn't know that. Yeah, no wrong. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, I remember it's got when a I lot first of found it. behind it. That, that, I would say that's probably a big part of it. And that's like the canonical, it's, it's the leader for the, you know, uh, Ethereum on Cosmos. Like what? What else? Oh. What else is bringing Ethereum to Cosmos? Right. Mm. Well, bringing that type of liquidity anyway. Like I know Sifchain 
has brought ETH, but they they definitely lack liquidity. What like is the EVM running on SIFChain? Um, yes, yeah, yeah. So you you can you can um you can bring you can bring ETH over, yeah. But very low liquidity. Yeah, but are they actually doing smart contracts in Solidity? Yeah. Or are they just going to be a DAX? A contract on SIFChain? I don't, I don't, that'd be. No, that'd they're not, be, they're not doing a contract yeah. on SIFChain, no. Just, um, I think it's just bridge. No, but that is smart though, to have an in-house bridge like that. Mm, yeah, they just, they just lack the liquidity. But it, it seems to, the last week, it seems to be pumping a little bit. And I think they've got plans to bring over um, Cardano, Cardano Bridge. So that might bring in a bit of liquidity. Yeah, I think I heard about that too. So yeah, at the end of the day, they they're very slow at it. But the plan is they they plan to to bridge. I think it's about twenty six tokens or twenty six chains. Uh, so Solana, Avax. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It, it could could do well. I think they're running out of funds. Running low on story of the bear market. Yep, it's been brutal. What absolutely? I haven't, I haven't checked out that um that Dex yet. I might give it a peek here in in a second. I haven't checked it out yet. Yeah, look, definitely. I think it's sitting at about half a cent at the moment. I definitely think it's it's a good buy there. Um, the team seems to be, you know, like I've experienced in the past a lot of a lot of you know like uh, cryptos that try and well they don't do real well. They sort of abandon, but SIFChain sort of just keep lingering like a like a bad smell. So they're definitely, they're definitely working and they're definitely not going anywhere. So that's, that's why I sort of haven't been really too concerned about the loss that I've taken from, from the original, you know, buying in on it is the fact that they're, they're constantly, they're constantly working. So if they can pull it off, man, I've heard some people calling, you know, hundred X, but don't, don't most people, <laughs> All 100x for tokens they like. So SIFChain, SIFChain, um, it's only platform it has is a is a swap, right? It doesn't. No one's. Is somebody building on SIFChain? That's that's where I was getting at too. They're supposed to have no, order books. No. They're like they just don't even have them yet. Well, they're in. They're in. They're in at the moment for le- uh, for leverage. Yeah, so they're, yeah. They're supposed to do that too. They're, they're in beta mode for that at the moment. So I think they've got a people testing it out at the moment. So, so maybe another month or so they'll have SIFT chain and then they give you liquidity or, or something like that. I haven't really looked too much. They got, they got, I mean, they got some liquidity there. I'm looking at their pools. They got almost a million in a USDC. Yeah, they'll they'll auto compound for you too. I put some money in there, and uh, it's hard for me to get get to my portfolio and like actually tend to it. 
So it's, I always think like, man, it's pretty nice to shift change this auto compound of my stuff over there. What's going on, Roger? Nice to, nice to meet you, man. How's it going, guys? Just want to say thank you for putting the space together. It's pretty cool to have this on a Friday night here in Austin, Texas. Uh, love hearing all the stories you all shared, uh, particularly the skydiving and piloting and whatnot. That's that's awesome. I would love to hear everyone's thoughts and just where they're at with uh, with Kuji Kujira. Just be kind of cool to hear about that, if you will. Uh, much appreciated. Cheers, guys. I'm actually really curious to do. Um to learn about what people are doing over there. I have not have not messed with Kajira as well. They've been they've been they've been like announcing a whole bunch of different things like left and right. Seems like they're really working hard over there. Hey, hey, can you guys hear me? Seems like everyone's big concern with Kajira is how much uh, work is behind the scenes. It seems like it was one of the big things I've seen. You're muted when you pass that by Go go ahead, worker B. Are you trying to chime in? Uh I wasn't trying to. <laughs> I oh, didn't okay, use it either. Okay. Sorry, sorry. I, th I thought you were gonna yeah. Yield most I wasn't sure if I was muted or not. Yeah, yield most. Hey guys, I just wanted to say that I think Chain is making changes again and that auto compounding is going away. Oh, for real? Yeah, they're adding the rewards are going to go straight into your wallet now. Yo, I just keep waiting on that uh, ledger adaptability from Yieldmos. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. From Yieldmos? <laughs> <laughs> You know, like everyone, everyone brings it up. I'm yeah, no, I think, I, th I think your mother chain is gonna is your, is gonna have it first. Yeah, osmosis, or or uh, either osmosis or secret. I think are gonna be first. One of those two. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Me. I was telling uh, Gio, I literally spend like like if, if I had to sit down and go through all my stuff, uh, it takes me like an hour to two hours to just go through everything. Yeah, this is this is Geo, by the way. Oh, what up, man? Hey, didn't recognize your voice. Yeah, yeah. How you guys been over there at Yieldmos? So, uh, building, trying to stay ahead of everything, and trying to working working towards that ledger support for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually using Yieldmos right now. I'm uh really I just yep, yep. I've been using it for a while. I'm just letting that stuff compound automatically. I love that I don't have to like manually go to osmosis and do it myself, you know. It's it's a beautiful thing. Me too. Me too. I love that too. And you guys added a, a lot more assets since last time I checked. Yeah, yeah. Luna, some other stuff i can't remember we're adding fetch soon and and probably rebus as well very shortly oh and uh metamax support probably as well if you for ledger eh? <laughs> <laughs> i mean we're blo we're blocked by ledger by the networks because it's not really something we could do right so metamask seemed like a good one because 
all the EVM chains seem to be seem to have more MetaMask usage than Kepler. Gotcha. What happens? What happens if you're delegated to a, a, a validator and they get jailed? How does how does the auto compounding work there? Uh, unfortunately, you'll get compounded back to them. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, but if you sign up, if you sign up for the email alerts, uh, you'll actually see in the email alert that that validator has been jailed. Oh, incredible! Oh, that's cool. Hey, I had a question, Yield Moth. Mm-hmm. How does how does the compounding work if you're using if you're like say your atom and your or your wallets are running through the through the ledger, but you're still using Kepler. Are you still using what? Using Kepler, but using the the ledger. So if if the bulk yeah. amount of your stakings on the ledger, does it still work? You you if you have access to a node that has your ledger connected to it, and you can broadcast those OC grants. And then reach out to us. We can add. We can turn on the account pounding for you. But at the moment, there's a bug in the CSDK that prevents you from being able to sign and broadcast a uh, message that can, a t- transaction that contains an RC grant using the ledger. Unfortunately, right. Yep. Okay. Cool. Thanks for that, man. Hey, how does how does that happen? Because like uh, it's just a private key, right? So how does it? get goofed up like why why is ledger causing all these issues yeah how how technical you want me to get um just wait, hold on hold on is it a bug <laughs> in the sdk or that this is the problem or that you're waiting on ledger to fix their network situation it's 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 like a bug in the interface between kepler and the sdk that, that and that particular bug lives in the csdk but it's it's technically not in the csdk it's like a middleware between the two Gotcha. Oh, okay. So, like, so, because, uh, like, imagine it just, uh, so for Kepler, when you go to sign a transaction, you're just doing like only your key could bring up the zero, 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 right? Yeah. So, so, so imagine you, when, when Kepler connects to whatever network you're talking to, it gets a template of what the transaction is supposed to look like or what the message, yeah. excuse me what the message is supposed to look like. The template that it's getting back from the CSDK is malformed to what Kepler actually signs. So so Kepler signs one format and then it gets sent out and it's just doesn't it doesn't match up so then you get an you get an error and it doesn't doesn't confirm. Right. Oh okay. So it's like uh kind of two templates, one for just straight Kepler, one for Kepler with a ledger. Sorry, sorry, I misspoke on that. So Kepler signs the wrong message because of the template that it gets. And then when the CSTK tries to verify the message, it's missing a field. Uh, the, so the te- yeah. there's like two templates, yeah. one template on the CSTK side, and then one template on the middleware side. So the middleware is sending out the wrong template. And then when it's getting verified by the CSTK, it fails. Damn, bogus. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, if you guys have access to a node and then it's connected to a, to your ledger, we can you can you know we can provide you with the commands to run, and then we can manually activate you. Which we do have a few users like that. It's just not something we advertise because who the hell has access to a node? 
yeah. right? And if you're already going that far, it's like, well, just use auth for yourself and just make it yourself. Hey, uh, yeah, but you still have to write the bot and manage all the exceptions in those cases. That's true. That's true. If, if it, have it running. Is that, yeah, that, Jack? That is, is Jack. Is that Jack gracing with our presence? Well, I, you know, I, I, it, kid's going down to sleep, so I've got a few minutes to come hang out. Um, Strange Love <laughs> runs nodes if, if you guys ever need them. Uh, it's like rpc.cosmoshub.strange.love or like rpc.juno.strange.love or like rpc.osmosis. So anyway. Uh, do, we, do, you know, do you know what we need, Jack? You know what we need? What do you need? Oh, really? we, need we need you to come up with a way where users can connect their ledger and then broadcast Aussie grants. That's what we need. Um, there's a patch in the SDK. It, this is a terrible mm-hmm. thing. I, you know, we're, we have mm-hmm. an unreleased web interface for uh, building and managing custom grants uh, that we really want to ship <laughs> because I, I, I think it's a critical feature for end user adoption for a lot of reasons. We agree. And like, we absolutely agree. And selfishly, uh, I have a bunch of validators and I forget to vote sometimes because I've got other things that I'm doing and I want to like delegate the authority to vote for Strange Love to somebody else at my company who takes care of that. Um, but I can't. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I, I feel you on that. Yeah. We've, uh, we've been asked to collaborate on a, like a Cosmos, Cosmos JS RC library type thing. We're thinking about it. Is, uh, isn't Dan from Cosmology working on that? Hmm. I should, maybe we should maybe touch base. He's built an amino transpiler. Um, as long as you can send amino to the ledger, it should be able to sign it. Um, oh, that's the problem. That's right. Oh. It's proto only. They don't have amino encodings for us. Um, yeah, yeah. This is a terrible problem. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think we could just broadcast the the straight JSON using Rust through a Rust endpoint or no? It doesn't have to do a... with the, it doesn't have to do with the type of endpoint. What it has to do with is the ledger needs to be able to parse the bytes that it's going to sign, so that it can display them to you on a little screen. And the format that the ledger app speaks is the old encoding format. This is this is terrible. This is awful. Anyone who works in software <laughs> knows the pain of encoding formats. Um, mm-hmm. But the AuthZ, like the way that they shifted, it didn't have the new encoding format. We didn't have support for the new encoding format in the ledger. So like the upshot of it is if you keep your keys on ledger, like you should, you can't fucking use this feature, which absolutely drives me crazy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it drives mm-hmm. me absolutely up a wall. Same. Yeah. So I, I, I feel you. I have deep empathy. So when's, uh, when's Juno getting that patch then, huh? Uh, whenever the next upgrade happens, there's a lot of issues with the 046 release that the SDK is in the middle of fixing. The SDK team is in the middle of fixing. Um, Crypto.com just had a 15-hour state migration for their upgrade. And I think Osmosis and Juno teams are both kind of like trying to look at some of the things in 046 and see what, um, in conjunction with the core SDK team run by Marco and kind of see what's going on there. Um, and it might require an 047, but we'll just have to see. It's, it's kind of up in the air right now. Yeah. So the, so the Crow upgrade to 46 then? Crow upgraded to 46, yeah. So ledgers are supported? No. Uh, potentially. I don't know. You should check. They might be. 
Because if that fix was in four six, their uh, yeah, their their code's open source, so you should be able to go check it. So this might be the first network that supports Aussie with Lightning. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> Crypto.com has actually been very good open source citizens. Um, they've pushed patches to a number of repos that I've worked on, and um, their team like kind of keeps to themselves. But you know they they'll they'll push work upstream. They ask questions. They you know they they work with us. I, I, I like the Crypto.com team. Wow, that's that's good to hear. Yeah, it is. You know, not not all like fucking finance never <laughs> never came and asked us about exactly. anything. <laughs> um, but Shut yeah, that's a great. Back. What up? Okay. What up? Congrats! You had a kid. That's that's news to me. <laughs> Thank you. Well, now I know what your alt is. That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no. Marty's up for the weekend. <laughs> um, oh hell yeah! But but that information, like what you just said, I actually think like whoever does it, it's a it's a great tweet thread to point out that like, you know, this organization that's invested a hundred mil in each Formula One and UFC uh, is contributing to the SCK and other repos for their own, you know, for their own coin. Like that's that's cool news. <laughs> I mean, it's it's great. Like, it's one of those things that goes under the radar because it's kind of basic blocking and tackling. Like, they're not super communicative, but, you know, if the maintainers reach back out to them, they'll answer PRs. You can move stuff along with them. They're great to work with. Uh, they pushed a bunch of fixes to the Gravity Bridge uh, when we were working on that because um, I know they use it. They've also developed the first IBC solo client, which uh, basically allows you to use the IBC machinery to, like, run a trusted bridge uh so instead of a trustless bridge you run a trusted one they're using that to bring polka dot uh and some other assets into uh into the cro chain technically you could probably move those to ibc um but yeah zach are you up at the new spot yeah oh yeah well crack one open for me um uh it, it finally cooled down over here in california and uh it has been fuck yes good man <laughs> it, it, it has been uh far too hot and uh it is a gorgeous 68 right now nice wow we're sitting here by the fire hell yeah a quick yeah, question to jack what what was those it's uh cosmos freak here i was just wondering what were those domains again that you were you were mentioning when you first jumped on so we run uh rpc nodes uh that just are open to the public on a number of okay. different Cosmos networks. So the URLs, it's RPC yep. dot, and then the network name. So if you go on the chain registry, whichever network you want to connect to, it's that network yep. name. We run them for probably like the public ones. I think we have five or six. It's like Juno and Osmosis and the Hub and um, Akash maybe and dvpn maybe but uh we're going to be expanding that quite a bit here soon um so it's rpc.networkname.strange.love that's strange dot what sorry love love yeah that's uh one of the oh, best domain cool. purchases i've made in a long time the strange.love domain was uh pretty fucking awesome hey, i got a question for you on that too yeah uh, does the port 
does the port number matter? Because I was going through, I'm trying to run a relayer, and uh, four, four, I keep getting issues. Four, 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 three. Four, four, three. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I went to that chain registry, and I seriously have gone through like six or seven different RPC nodes, and I, I know other people are running it with the one I got, and uh, still not working. Interesting. Our nodes should work. Um, they're reasonably high throughput. What networks are you looking to relay between? Uh, well, I was just practicing on uh, Cosmos and Osmosis, and I yeah, tried a little bit totally. between region as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, more so just like whenever congestion happens, I want to be able to kind of like navigate my way over there, which process some stuff through. Which relay are you running? Um, the Go Relayer. Hell yeah. Shout out Go Relayer. That's what's up. I'm glad you like it. Um, yeah, our, our endpoints should work for Cosmos and Osmosis. It's rpc.cosmoshub.strange.love, and it's port 443. So it's HTTP. Cosmos Hub, you said? Yeah, it's Cosmos. Cosmos Hub. Cosmos Hub, because that's the way it's... Okay. Uh, have you guys been to the chain registry? It's uh, github.com slash cosmos slash chain registry, dash registry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we've got the... We've named the RPC endpoints based on the chain name in the chain registry. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to have to think what to name all these things. Naming things is the hardest problem in computer science. That and off by one. Oh, yeah. Every time I got a file, I'm like, God damn it. It doesn't yeah. fit with everything else I have. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Whatever. Isn't there also a website out there where someone's compiled all the RPCs for each chain that people are running? Yeah, that's uh, the chain registry. That's the chain registry. A lot of it's stale. We don't have any automation to check the dead ones and update it with the live ones. Um, and even the live ones, sometimes they get overloaded. Like if it's just one node that's backing it, it's really easy for them to get overloaded. Our RPCs are load balanced and we have uh, like most of the net, most of the bigger networks, like for Cosmos and Osmosis, I think we've got three nodes backing those, and they've got nice pruning settings. So I think we keep the last week or two of data for each of the networks, um, and we state sync them regularly, so they they, they stay pretty nimble. But um, yeah, it's uh, th this is what happens when you have time and energy to uh, invest in uh, <laughs> RPC infrastructure. So vital, though. Totally is. I, I see Jacob in here. Jacob also has some cool RPC infrastructure too. Um, I, I know that those notional endpoints are also public. Cosmos, uh, Cosmos directory does a thing where they like ping the nodes that are registered with them and tells you some, some minor status with this, which is kind of cool. That there's a there's a blockchain coming out called Lava Network. And uh, they have this whole uh, incentivized framework for RPC node liveness. So it's like uh, a network to monitor and incentivize RPC node deployments, which I think is really, really cool. Uh, like some kind of Oracle that's, that tells them what the uptime or whatever is? Exactly. They pay validators to go out there and ping the RPC nodes that are registered and the validators report back on what they found. And like based on a number of reports, as well as uh, customer rankings, um, they uh, 
they like rank the RPC endpoints for each network, and uh, they've got a way to like natively pay the RPC endpoint providers too. That's so, really like cool. as a as a user, you pay for you sign the uh, request with your uh, wallet key, um, and then they you pay on behalf of different keys and stuff. Anyway, it, it's pretty cool excited about that one I, I'm, I'm looking forward to selling our rpc endpoints that way <laughs> <laughs> there you go yeah it definitely sounds interesting it's, it, it's something that's kind of needed and like it's one of those things that you always hear people talk about they're like wouldn't it be cool if somebody created a blockchain where you could like sell rpc nodes and like Pocket Network raised a bunch of money for it, and all these other companies have like tried it before, but they've all been like AWS on the back end, like one single provider type things that are like decentralized in theory, uh, but not really decentralized. And uh, the white paper and the the work that I've seen from these guys, they're building it on the Cosmos SDK. Um, it looks like they're actually going to try to do it, so uh, we'll see how it turns out. I, I think it'll be pretty fun. Uh, let's do relayers next. Do you uh, do you have to be a validator to supply the RPC node, or you just download the chain and host it? No, you uh, you like register as a provider on the chain. So you like sign a message with your wallet that says, "I'm a provider. Here are my endpoints," and then that loads them into the ones that the validators check. Uh, yeah, I you know these details may be slightly off, but the general idea is there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like yeah. anyone, anyone can jump on. Just anyone. go through yeah, the proper yeah. procedure. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That sounds like a great way for people to participate, you know, and like get a little kickback for it. Yeah, totally. Um, now, yeah, I mean, you know, running RPC nodes is not fucking cheap and people should pay you for your bandwidth. But the only way to get it out there, it, anyway, the RPC node thing, it, it's a needed feature. Uh, Yieldmost, you were talking about incentivization for relayers. I uh, this is one of my th this is one of my favorite topics. I'm, I'm interested to sort of hear your thoughts on it. I, th I think that as the ecosystem grows, the current model is not sustainable. Uh, well, I should qualify that by saying that like there are some foundations and networks that do pay relayers and either directly or through um, delegations. But overall, the, the sort of base assumption is that relayers don't get paid for relaying, which I think is is not sustainable and is, is going to, I think, I think it already has bit us in his ass and it's just going to continue being a problem until they find a way to incentivize people to actually do that. What so do you think? There's, I, I have controversial opinions here. Um, well, actually, you go say it. Say it. Because I think you're right. <laughs> um I don't think that anyone does relaying for free. I think most of these network folks are selfish actors and they relay for selfish reasons. And there are strong incentives for people to pay for traffic between two kind of closed economies. And increasingly relayers, certain channels are going to be specifically for different applications. And in that case, the applications have a strong incentive to relay their own packets and they will kind of inherently pay for it and bear the cost. Also for these kind of public channels where you want to incentivize relaying, 
Um, there's a new feature in IBC Go that enables you to wrap a packet in some tokens that then give then are given to whoever relays the packet. So uh, A, I don't think it's really slowed us down. I think it's forced the people who want the connection the most to bear the cost. And for the bootstrap phase of the network, I, I think even double to triple the amount of chains we have, that's probably fine. Um, and until that time when the software advances uh, and it allows a lot more self-relaying and the fee situation cross-chain has changed significantly by then where there's kind of standardized fees, which is the hugest barrier to self, self-relaying self right now. Um, I think by the time that the, the sort of in-protocol fees piece gets rolled out, most people won't even use it because most of the traffic is going to be applications and moving their own packets and then users self-relaying. So this is my guess. This is my guess. Yeah, I, I, so I, I tend to agree. And, and um, relaying was unpaid for a hot minute, for sure. Uh, but Jack is also right. Like, was I, we weren't, you know, in no shell states. Selfish reasons? Heck yes. This is how we built the validator fleet. Um, uh, that, you know, the relaying allowed us to expand and actually the relaying and um, once it was established, which took probably till November of last year, um, but the revenue from relaying helped us to build out what is now our RPC automation suite as well. Uh, so it, not really altruistic and there are definitely, there's still like gaps in payment. I think that there are teams relaying who probably should get paid um, and aren't, but maybe they're getting paid through delegation or what have you. Um, and certainly if, if you're validating and relaying, what you should be doing is using your relay provision as a means to market the validator. But is there kind of an incentive problem around relaying? Yeah, I think so. Um, but it's, I'd say, way better than it was, say, six months ago, mainly because we're sort of understanding how to deal with the economy of the technology better. I mean, also, bull market relaying was ridiculous. It was the first time anyone had ever done it at scale in production. It exposed all these issues that took a really long time to solve, and it was real expensive. Like, that was kind of wild. Uh, very fun in a lot of ways, but wild. Yes, that that it was. I mean, I think that our peak spend on fees is over $1,000 a day. Holy. Yeah, yeah, well. Pew, holy pew, pew, shit, 1000 a day? Yeah, few, yeah, yeah. Few, few, few people know those. Uh, but Jacob used to account for some ridiculous percentage of IBC relaying, like, I think probably between all paths, you were 70 to 80% probably for a time. Because uh, yeah. Because yeah, you put the investment into node infrastructure before the informal team did. Um, and that really increased your efficiency. Yep. That, yeah, was, I, that was the thing. I know yeah. that from uh, my side too, whenever stuff was getting congestion and stuff, 
I would be able to reach out to you guys while you were relaying. And uh, Jacob, which is always on point, always jumping in and trying to help out. Yeah. What I, was a I constant didn't... optimization problem? And I love those. Yeah, I learned a lot of stuff watching you guys work on things. Yeah, it's it's funny. I, I built the relayer and we did a decent amount of relaying. And like, I would have people reach out to me and be like, yo, my packets are stuck. And I would like occasionally jump on and relay people's packets. But besides Hub Osmo, we didn't really run a relayer regularly for a lot of the time. Um, mainly because I got tired of filling up the wallets and I wanted to do dev work instead. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we relay on a bunch of networks now and like the situation is, as Jacob mentioned, so much better. I think it's a combination of the node software improving and also the relayer software improving in response to the network growth because it was really not production ready software <laughs> when IBC launched. Um, neither Hermes nor the Go Relayer and the Go Relayer had a ton of issues at that point because it had been kind of been unmaintained for a little while like that that whole situation was kind of wild it is uh IBC has a bit of a Russian engineering feel where if you like bang on it enough times like it'll work and that was kind of what <laughs> the early software felt like to me I don't know Jacob did did it ever feel that way for you oh yeah definitely I mean um both the so the go relayer uh, jack do you know what pm2 process manager is oh yeah that javascript thing. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i would run the go relayer in pm2 um because it would crash so often right and um hermes didn't need that but then you actually at that time you had to run both to keep a channel stable so you would have hermes running hermes would do this weird thing where it would just like get stuck i'm not sure the actual issue was ever identified but it's been fixed it might have been the caching changes or even changes in the ibc protocol but um when hermes was get would get stuck then the go relayer which was at the time much slower would kick in clear the channel and then hermes could operate normally again russian engineering for sure Jacob, I remember you shared a screen with me. I think it was your Hermes Relayer. And so I could watch it um, kind of like live feed. And it would just be like, error, 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 pass, succeed, error, error, error. <laughs> it was just like the normal operation of it was just so clunky, it seemed like. Yeah, yeah and I mean, actually, so like both yeah. have evolved a lot. Um, we are... Uh, we're trying to move away from Hermes. Actually, Jack, is it Andrew on your team I'd talk to about this? Is that right? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So, like, we're finding Hermes very Andrew's sticky. a badass. Nice. Um, we're, we're, we're finding... So, the Go Relayer, I think it is, it, it is faster, and the connection-based relay support is... It seems to be better than Hermes. Um, but we're still mainly deploying, like, we do run the Go Relayer on some channels dedicated. Um, but where we do that, it's like fixed purpose. Now we're trying to figure out an, a improved architecture that lets us run the Go Relayer everywhere because, I, I mean, we're still being competitive about relaying. 
Um, Jacob, we, we just mm -hmm. we just shipped a big feature that allows you to run one process for all of your channels on the Go Relayer. Oh, sweet. Okay. All channels on one chain or all channels on all chains, just out of curiosity? All channels on all chains, multiple different paths. Nice. Okay. I will have to check yeah. that out. When did that ship? Weeks uh, or months? It's in 2.1 two, two day. Today, finally. Ah, cool. Okay. We had all the wiring in 2.0, but we didn't build the, that piece of it. It was basically like allowing the start demands to take multiple path arms uh, and then a little bit of wiring in the back. But Andrew just wrapped that up uh, today. So it should be in 2.1. We were supposed to release that today, but it'll probably be early next week. Fantastic. I am. I think that today I have to like, I have to review 46. Jack, if you don't mind, I'll take 30 seconds of your time, summarize the thing from. The Telegram chat. Yeah. So, uh, CRO didn't upgrade. Their upgrade took 15 hours. And now 46 is even further in question. Because that's sort of like my game plan for today. Uh, context for everybody. It's actually Saturday morning in Hanoi. And uh, Happy Saturday. Sort of, of, what are you having for breakfast? Hey, thank you. Oh, my God. I'll tell you. I'm having Dorada cheese. That's an unusual breakfast. Sounds Jacob delicious. Loves, he loves cheese, right, Jacob? Yes, yes, I do. Um, <laughs> I have my uh, stash of burrata going, and and so that's that's what I'm having for breakfast. And then yesterday, I had king pho. And of course, anybody who comes and visits Notional while we're still at the Ocean Park office um, gets king pho, which is that's why we call it king pho. I uh, love pho. That sounds very tasty. Um, on the 046 topic, yeah, I mean, it looks like there will be an 046, but it appears there are some fairly large issues with the migration stuff and uh, the governance proposal migration is really tough. Um, there's a number of features that large teams are not stoked about. So, uh, Anyway, it looks like there might be an 047. We'll see. I, I don't, you know. I yeah, don't really I've know already taken yeah. Marco and Bez on this. And I actually, through, um, through another contact, I've reached out to Crypto.org. And I'm just going to sort of try to put together, like, where we stand on all this. Um, because if there are issues, we don't want to, for example, like, ship eve with it or even help other teams ship with it if there are issues want to just try to get ahead yeah. of those and yeah yeah exactly totally i mean I, I feel the same way so uh it's an evolving situation we'll figure it out um we've got a number of ibc projects that we're working on right now that are affected by this like it just yeah software version yeah. is hard <laughs> yes it is and actually that if you're talking about the code part of the governance migration incredibly challenging that was yes, I am about fifty. Uh, yeah, that was fifty percent of the time that we spent. Like, for example, on the Wasm D forty six support, that, was, that yeah. was half of the time, and I don't think we actually got the tests right. Writing the tests was insanely hard. Yeah, so uh, this is that. That's kind of the major feature that that's tough for osmosis. Um, so. 
anyway, it, there, there's a way to do it where it's backwards compatible, where you add the ability to use messages and governance while leaving the existing proposal system. Um, anyway, it'll get figured out soon. Yeah, that's exactly it, though. When you do that, that's where pain begins. Um, uh, yeah, let's not go too deeply technical, but thank you so much for the update. And uh, I'm going to like throw the, the microphone off button here and uh, begin the day. And uh, everybody have a, a glorious one. And by the way, if you shout out, I'll, I'll be here and I can answer anybody's questions or whatever. Shout out, Jacob. Shouting out. Good morning. Good oh, morning. Hey, have a good day, Jacob. Yeah, that was an awesome technical update. Um, hey, Jack, do you think you could do like a TLDR, slightly less technical overview of what you guys just talked about for the for the crowd? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Please. Yeah, software is hard. Um, it's yeah. There's a lot of moving pieces and a lot of dependencies, and uh, yeah, it's complicated um rama hey man uh how's everything going good morning I, i'm good thank you i'm just currently cleaning my football boots because it's grand final day we're heading to the big the big party the uh what is the big what day. is grand final day can you sorry me? um I, I i pretend to be an athletic person on occasion um once a week generally uh the grand final is i guess I'm not really sure what you guys call it in America. The, the cup, like the last game, that you, like think of it as the Super Bowl. What sport is equivalent? Uh, it, football, the one that you use the round ball with your foot. Footy. Uh, and just for Australia? Uh, well, no. So it, it's you, you would call it soccer. Uh, we, yeah, I call it football. Yes. Uh, I yes, I'm in Australia. Uh, we call the grand final is like the culmination of the end of the season. We basically don't like whoever wins first because it's boring and like there's no. Sure. Whoa. So what we do is we like randomly put together like a mini cup of like the top six or top eight in the competition. And then basically they battle it out to get to the last two. And then today is the last two of that cup. And then whoever wins today is declared like the grand final winner and then like which which where where are the leagues from all australian teams uh well yeah so like this is yeah. just a local okay, cool. comp so like i'm just an old man who runs around and kicks a ball but this is like our local comp so uh it's a, I don't, oh, like a rec league or you're, uh, you're, you're playing you you are actually playing in this in this match yeah 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 i, I actively run around and chase the ball oh you know? rama I, the the finals that's exciting Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, the big day. Uh, about to go in. I thought you were talking fun. about a professional. I thought you were talking about a professional thing. Um, anyway, no, I was no, it's, it's very casual. Where I'm yeah, an old fun. man who, who runs around and chases a ball. Uh, but yeah, it, it's you know the, the, the big uh, the big day. So just cleaning my boots. Play, uh, I played men's league rugby for a while. Nice, nice. It's uh yeah. So we're I'm just getting all my stuff together to make make the the journey to the to the motherland to play, which is fun. Uh, I, I saw the uh, the spaces. I saw you guys talking some tech. I wanted to uh, add in like those crazy cat guys. You, you know who I'm talking about? The, the Croncat guys? I know the Croncat guys. Yeah, did you see the, the sneaky little post they put out this morning? It was just like, oh, hey, by the way, we're event-driven. Like it was just a nothing. 
that's pretty uh, fancy. I'll have to check that out. So they were like, hey, so like every thousand blocks do X or if wallet balance is above or below X, do X. And I'm like, on the topic of relayers, all I ever see is people being like, hey, uh, our relayer ran out of funds. We need to top it up. The crazy cats with like Auth-Z can just do like a transaction and top up your relayer balance. <sighs> Big thing. That's really cool. Like, you know, I, like I kind of started exploring... I started exploring uh, Bitcoin mining and I'm hoping to turn around and have that go through, uh, what is that, NBTC? NAMIC? Yeah, and then I'm hoping to get, you know, just like kind of swap BTC to the Cosmos network and then divvy it up and pay for some of the transactions I'm trying to relay. I gotta go, guys. I'll catch you later. Peace. Bye. See ya. Bye, Jack. Uh, yeah, I uh, I thought that was like a super cool thing for like, you know, it, Croncats it, for me is just like, I'm super pumped for it because I'm just like self-claiming uh, rewards and all that jazz. Plus being able to like execute contracts on, on, like, on like Juno, right? You can just like do custom messages. But then it's like if your balance gets above or below X percent, just do X, Y, Z, like send it. You can do all crazy things with like all C. Anyway, I was just super pumped. I saw that. I was like, man, that's sick. Hey, Rarma, if you win this match, this final match, what are you going to do to celebrate? Uh, well, regardless, everyone's already organized to go to the pub um, and, and throw a few back. Uh, you know, celebration ones are always better. They normally go for a couple of days. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, uh, you know, being a dad now, it might be a bit different. So uh, I'll definitely go to the pub, have a few. Um, those few might turn into a few more and, and an evening. Um, but a bunch of the other guys who are a bit younger, you know, like in their, their mid to late 20s with no, no responsibilities, they're, uh, <laughs> they're already talking about, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll see my bed again on Monday and it's uh, lunchtime Saturday. So, you know, let's, uh, let's do be how do be. Beautiful, bro. Beautiful. Glad to see that you're actually active and not just stuck on the computer all day. <laughs> well, yeah. Now I'm now I'm a bit better. I had a quite a severe like chest infection and like fractured ribs for a while there, but uh, I seem to be getting past that now, which is always uh, a nice feeling. And uh, getting back out again, which is good. That was that dinner was... last night with the with the old the old wife. I better not say that too loudly. Uh, with, <laughs> with the wife and uh, celebrated our anniversary, had like wine and dined her a little bit, which is nice. And uh, now she's out having lunch with like one of her girlfriends or something. And I'm going to chase. Beautiful. Well, take it easy. Be careful. We don't want to see Mr. Rama get hurt out there. The chances are high. Let's be real. <laughs> Wait, before you take off the Rama, are you. Uh... Where, what section are you playing? You front? Are you mid? What are you? Defense? Oh, no, we lost Rama. He wasn't joking when he said he had to get going. Oh. He's out. He's out of here. Mm-hmm. There he is. He's back. Hmm. What was that all about, Jacob? 
Oh, I don't know. Sounds like an evil day. Sounds like an evil laugh. Uh, no, no, that'll be when I finally ship things. Uh, oh, hey, um, there's some validators in here. No, the lavender guys um, are already covered, but uh, the 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 only way to validate Eve at Genesis is to be a code contributor. Just saying. Documentation is code. Logos are code. Python Python is code. Python is code. It, it just has to go in the repository, <laughs> and then it's code. Is ASCII penises uh, code? If you is what <laughs> ASCII penises? penises? ASCII penises are not code. Yeah, we might actually want to put that in the readme, just in case that that's not be, clear to anybody. Yeah, that might. Be, yeah, it's no, no explicatives, uh, ASCII or otherwise. What if my validator brand is eggplant? I mean, that's that's totally accepted, and I would just, I would just try to introduce you. I'd try to introduce you to um, Ahmed. 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 Yeah, Ahmed yep. with the. Uh, with the double egg yeah. right i mean he's two, really into it oh the tattoo <laughs> are you really getting that on your ribs because you know that's like one of the second painful areas known to man is on the ribs uh <laughs> he didn't probably know i don't, he didn't I, know. I don't know I, I, if, okay, if that was the planned location i would strongly and, and when i say strongly i mean you probably would rather get double signed on every chain that you validate on, then get that tattooed on your ribs. Oh, don't scare him! Don't scare him! It's got to be fun. We got we're, we're gonna we're gonna watch just the live. ribs. And anywhere I don't else. have the slightest clue, people. I don't know. Like that location. <laughs> oh my god, there. Jacob! <laughs> yeah, what? there and no, uh, the other spot that I've heard I... of is like um, I- I'm pretty sure it's like on the fingers and toes is like the next most painful. So, like, just go, like, plain old, uh, like, tramp stamp or on, like, the shoulder somewhere or something like that would be. Well, wife, wife says it goes, wife says it goes, like, on the, on, the, on the arm near the shoulder. I told her she owns me, so, you know, this, the, the ultimate decision is hers. Um, Take respect to that. Jacob, like, we got to see I, the tramp stamp. We got to see that Osmo tramp stamp, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can bring myself to do <laughs> Please, Jacob, please. You do the uh, tramp stamp and I'll, and, and, I'll, and I'll ship you a pair of Osmosis, uh, Osmosis Whitey Tidies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you, have, you have an outfit for Cosmoverse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do wish I do wish that I was able to attend that. Um, I'm sort of bummed, but I there was there was not really a way to go and then continue with like we're growing the team and building out all kinds of internal processes here so that we can. Now, what what actually happened? Uh, there's there's a reason we're no longer the number one relayer, or at least I don't think that we are. Um, but I don't know, and the reason is that our relay systems got so large that it's five person team, and even they 
are not able to monitor every channel continuously. So we're working on that. And actually, I should say, the infrastructure team is working on that. And we are uh, sort of specializing our software development teams uh, into uh, a team for Osmosis, uh, a team for Juno, uh, a team for Pylons, um, where each team will have sort of like their own area of the office. We're also getting a new office um, because this one, eh, I mean, it, it, it's nice, but it's uh, very horizontally narrow is the best way to describe it. And so everybody's sort of working in their own areas and we'd, we'd rather have more of like a large flat space with breakout rooms. Does that make sense? And what else? I think that's about it. We're doing that. Jake, uh, Jacob. And, mm-hmm. when, when did you um, start getting to the size that you had to get your own facility to do all this stuff? <clears throat> that was about one year ago. Um, yeah. So actually when we moved here, I, I wouldn't wouldn't say that we really needed to. We could have continued to work out of the old office, which I right, guys that that room was two point six meters wide. And if anybody here is on the call uh, from Vietnam, then they know exactly what type of room that is because there's a there's a type of room that was built uh, probably millions or hundreds of thousands of times here that is exactly two point six meters wide. Uh, actually, if you're Russian, you might also know that type. Um, and, uh, so it was pretty small, but at the time our team was pretty small too. We were three or four, but I knew that we wanted to expand. Uh, we were taking on more and more work. Oh, Hey, I'm going to like, does anybody mind if I shill something real quick? Of course. All right. So dig, right. It's just chilling there not doing anything and lord knows dig is not about to make any promises <laughs> i'm not making promises around dig except of course on items i can control uh which is actually sort of the software stack for it so it's soon going to have liquid staking it's soon going to have the the app for it finally built and oh not liquid staking the way the cosmos hub has liquid staking but liquid staking like you don't need to unbond um, proper liquid staking. That should be very interesting. And we're going to roll that out over uh, a number of chains soon. So um, I suppose that's kind of the news there. And yeah, so that is our our whole sort of layout for the next two months i i do wish to give a shout out if you would like to know who is saving my life from growth uh we onboarded this gentleman jeffrey about three weeks ago now uh he's sort of like interim coo and has uh, it's been wonderful just wonderful 
Um, that's actually giving me a bit more time to work on, you know, engineering and code. Oh my God. It's the picture that Billy took yesterday. <laughs> I just saw that on the, the little ticker up there. So, so Jacob, what is, what does all that have to do with your trans staff? <laughs> oh, well, it has nothing to do with trap staff, trap staff. You know, the way, the, look, the way that that occurred, uh, is that, How did this happen? So I had these piles of stickers in my office. If you've ever seen interviews with me, you've probably seen the stickers on the walls and stuff. And um, I, I was just I think, uh, sitting just there to, one day problematizing was, the existence um, of Was. Yeah, it was about Was, right? The, the, the infamous yep. Wasmington who doesn't actually exist or do anything, but leveraged the Wasmo alias to get himself up in the ranks, doesn't participate in governance, does zero for the network, but rakes in thousands of Osmo in commission. And no tattoo. And no tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Um, guys, I should probably, I, I should run, because uh, I'm going to begin to, like, do a bunch of things. Um, can, I, can I ask you one serious question? Yes, please. One, one quick serious question. <clears throat> what do you, what are your thoughts on if if someone else was to start running someone's validators restake for them? Um, actually, I think that we are going to take you up on that. Um, I thought about the the flow there, right? So, uh, everybody, brief introduction. Hi, Jacob from Notional. Notional does not offer restake. And there's a really specific reason for that. Uh, when I look at like Notional's legal profile, okay, um, of course, like we do literally everything we can to make sure we follow literally every law, uh, and and that's hard. And one thing that I was concerned about with Restake is that if you if you look at what what a validator is doing, first of all, validators are not marketing yield we're offering you the opportunity to secure the chain there is risk we are not money printer factories and um <clears throat> basically uh the um the, the issue with with restake i felt that there were two one uh restake you know is is it talks about yield and such and by the way i don't think there's any problem with yield most talking about yield and such because yield most is not your validator yield most is not signing blocks so i thought a whole bunch about the flow and since yield most actually is not us i i think that that does allow us to set up restake services um which is really cool because i've loved recent like to maybe to be like more specific there jacob the difference between the two is that restate the validator signed to tx yield loss the validator doesn't right yeah that's right um and with yield most running restake it's still the validator doesn't sign like they will hold that and that is important. 
I do have a quick question for the Yieldmost team. Yieldmost. Yes, sir. Uh, so am I correct that the claim transactions at some point stopped showing up in the Explorer? We optimized for single validator delegations. So we no longer do a claim if you're only, if you're staking to one validator and then compounding to that same validator, we no longer do claims. We only do a delegate because part of the delegate is an automatic, automatical, automatic. Uh, claim. Uh, so, it's, so it saves us on gas. Um, if I, and, and, and if I have an account and cause like I, I have, I have, I have an account that's, that's automated with yield mouse. I don't see the Aww. transactions anymore. You don't see them in MintScan, but you'll see them in AtomScan when they're not Boom. having issues. When they're not having issues. Okay. Yeah. Um, you must use Z, right? Which is why you don't see them on MintScan. They don't show Z transactions, whereas like GitHub, Red Dip, Correct. Yeah, so you have to, you have to go to our address. If you go to our address, you can see the transactions, but they don't show up in your... When we execute a TX on your behalf, a message on your behalf, they don't they don't show up in your minscan. We've reached out to the to the minscan team twice, to the Cosmos Station team twice already, and have been um, have been told that it's that it's on the roadmap. That's cool. That's cool. They're too busy uh, delivering like crazy. Sorry, Jacob. They're too busy delivering like crazy good new features, like allowing you to do like MetaMask natively through Cosmos wallets and uh all that mm. jazz but i have been told there's a bunch of like mint scan improvements coming like being able to do like sorting of transaction types uh filtering and like a list like picker rather than just being five per page you can do like 10 50 100 i've been informed that, that stuff's being worked on but i feel like their priorities are probably correct right like the stuff they're doing mm -hmm. in cosmos station wallet is like insanely good and, and large value uh, mm -hmm. versus like let's do some stuff for some uh, mint scan sleuths you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, no, I totally get it. I think the Aussie market's still still kind of niche. So yeah, you're probably right. Uh, we we've tested out Jacob. Um, we can send you some TXs if you want to take a look, but it's ready to go. That's awesome. Um, actually, I mean, I guess that we should. In fact, I'll cheat. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I'll let everybody know in Slack that. Uh, that we're good to go, and I'll see about having like Longwing or Zoo um, begin the prep on that. And that's it's super super cool. And thank you for all the things that you're building, um, guys. Thank like restake is also super super cool, and mm -hmm. uh, I think that that's important to mention because when I was telling validators in public. Hey, maybe you don't want to use Restake. I think they may have taken that kind of personally, the <laughs> Restake team. Um, and it wasn't about the software. There's no security problem with Restake. It's really, really neat. But I, I did have like two areas of concern: one being legal, the other being operational. Um, and Yieldmost has solved them. So thanks again, dudes. That, that's awesome I think that's like a key part is is uh, like the, there's so many uh, options now that are available for consumers, which is like the main thing, right? Like we understand there's like complexities around certain validators and the way they operate and 
uh, some can't use restake, then yield loss comes along and enables that sort of, you know, uh, the, the restake feature set that works in a way that um, now other validators who couldn't use restake can. Uh, users get to pick what they want to use and how they want to use it at the end of the day. And I think that's true across like multiple areas of the ecosystem, wallets, et cetera, right? Like we're, we're seeing more evolution and more adoption and at the end of the day, the, the users get to more stuff to pick. And I think that's that's the best outcome. Totally, totally. We're we're here as uh, you know integrators to to make everyone's everyone's life a little bit easier, and hopefully make make some more money along the way. Hey, Yilmos, can you do us a quick favor and just walk through how people can um, you know start restaking with you guys? Just just a just quickly if you can. Sure. Uh, first, make sure you've got something staked. Um, with one of the networks that we support. And then um, go to yieldmost.com, choose, you know, choose a network and pick out some settings. There's there's two choices, two kind of major choices you have to make. How, like, what validators to, to you know, have your rewards be staked back with, right? Um, you can choose the validator you're staked with or you can choose five others. It, it really It really doesn't matter. And then the second thing is is like what percent allocation you want to go to those validators, right? You could do something where like 50% of your staking rewards gets uh, delegated back and then the other 50% just gets deposited into your wallet. And then sign the transaction, broadcast it and wait till well to see something around uh, like 15 to 1600, uh, 15, sorry, 17 to 1800 uh, UTC to see a compound. Cool. Now, what if you're already using restake on the same validator you want to use the yield most restake? Does that complicate things? Uh, no. As long as the two don't run at the same time, you won't run into issues, but we've got retry logic, so that's not a big deal. Um, and then you're just getting more compounds a day, honestly. But if you guys saw my most recent tweets about, about that, unless the APR is like 200 plus percent and it's not Evmos or or osmosis, it, it really doesn't matter how many times a day you compound. Cool, cool. I think uh, one of the only things I'll mention with the kind of compounding uh, type wallet stuff, and this probably falls into like a very small percentage of users, but if you've modified your withdrawal address, which you can do through the Cosmos Station app, uh, none of the auto compounding stuff will work. Uh, so just be mindful of that uh, if you try to use any of those Thank apps. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. That's actually caused a bit of an issue when we've actually started to um, exclude those walls from compounding because you're right. You're absolutely right. We we don't have, Restake and us don't have access, don't have permission to be able to take funds from the wallet that you specify as your withdrawal wallet, right? So we can claim it, but then we can't take it back. Yeah, and uh, the thing that I'm interested in is like, how that may be able to evolve through like both Z grants and like check if there's an available grant for like a restaking on the withdrawal wallet as an example. So you could modify the withdrawal address, provide mm -hmm. both Z grant access from the original wallet that you've claimed for to then stake against the withdrawal address in like a single transaction mm -hmm. as part of the compounding. So then like you could build it up to a certain level and then uh, auto compound it in like a new wallet, uh, for example, to like, you know, provide more security for yourself yeah. and, and that sort of stuff. But 
yeah, I just wanted to point that out. Like, uh, I haven't looked at yield boss if it gives you like a big red error message if you try to do that, but like restake does, and that's only added recently. Uh, I think they, they realized that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've probably only seen that a handful of times. So it's something we definitely discussed adding support for, but because it's um, has been such a small issue, um, you know, things like MetaMask took a priority. But it's a good idea. It's a good idea to check for that on the front end and then uh, give a big red warning. That'd be a good idea. Yeah, for sure. And it would be a very, very small amount of people that do that. I think you can only do it via like CLI or uh, like the Cosmos Station Wallet app gives you a UI to change your withdrawal address, like Kepler and that sort of stuff don't. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. interesting. Hey, fellas, I'm going to actually end the space right here. Uh, my family's back and it's time to spend time with them. So Yieldmos, Rarma, uh, Marty, Zach, WorkerBee, thanks, thanks for stopping by. It's been a, been a great night and I hope you guys have a good one. Any uh, any final words for anybody that's up here? Something they'd like to share before I end the space? Yeah, just want to say thanks again. Um, uh, if you're ever inclined to have a bit of a gamble, I know that there's a particular uh, app on Juno that enables that now. I think it's the only... <laughs> I'll stop. Uh, have a great day, everyone. <laughs> oh, God. Um, have, a, have a great... I'll stop shilling uh, shamelessly. <laughs> Uh, have a great day, everyone. Thanks for the chat, and uh, I'll talk to you all soon. Awesome. Take care. Yeah, Appreciate it. Thanks have a great you. weekend. Thanks for having me on, and good night. Yeah, everybody have a great night. Um, don't forget to um, also tune into IBC Gank uh, Tank's stream on YouTube. We have Cosmo DeFi that does YouTube videos. Everybody's very informative. They teach people about the ecosystem. Uh, Nats News is always fun to tune in on Thursday nights. Uh, Tenderman Timmy has those boot camps, so please, please support the the local cosmonauts. All right, there you go. Thanks. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Cosmo Spaces IBC Gang Late Night Lounge, hosted by Lil Gaines, recorded on Friday, September sixteenth, two thousand twenty-two. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing All aggressive, insane from all directions Smoke blows in when I start a session Plain canvas, blaze up the handlers Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse But in the universe, I'm just writing some words Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern For certain, got the taxes included Acting like a writer, never felt secluded Another fixed game of try my love Go lighten up dog. it could always be worse Unless you're in the back of a hearse When you're dead or putting in new speakers It's a toss up, driver or just tweakers Don't stress yo, I've 
done the research Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs It's a remake, off the cutting floor we take A little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake Tastes great, less filling Less stress, more killing As he blew the cornerstone out the building And the blocks came tumbling down all humble Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle Rebuttal? I should be taking off in the shuttle Getting high in space with the Hubble